It's 6pm and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021. I'm Kelly Reese and it's time for the KVMR Evening News. Tonight on the California Report, Congresswoman Karen Bass is the latest to throw her hat in the ring for the Los Angeles mayoral candidacy. Then we travel north. Governor Gavin Newsom signs a $15 billion climate package in the shadow of the KNP complex fire at a site in Sequoia National Park, as the arson-linked Fawn Fire continues to grow quickly and force evacuations in Shasta County. We'll take a brief look at local entertainment news and weather before Felton Pruitt speaks to Cyrus Clark about the release of his new album. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Another big name appears to be close to formally announcing a run for mayor of Los Angeles. According to the Washington Post, Congresswoman Karen Bass will make the official announcement soon, possibly as early as next week. Bass has represented the 37th District in Congress since 2011. It includes South L.A., Crenshaw, Baldwin Hills, Century City, and West Los Angeles. Prior to Congress, she served in the State Assembly. L.A. City Councilman Kevin DeLeon formally joined the race this week. City Attorney Mike Fuhr and fellow Councilmember Joe Buscaino are also running to succeed Mayor Eric Garcetti next year. In a statement to the Post, a spokesperson for Representative Bass says she's deeply concerned about the homeless crisis and how the disproportionate impact of the pandemic could tear the city apart. Mayor Garcetti has been nominated to serve as ambassador to India under the Biden administration and is still awaiting a Senate confirmation hearing. If Garcetti is confirmed, the city council will appoint an interim mayor to serve the remainder of his term. During a visit yesterday to the site of the KNP complex fire in Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a $15 billion climate package. How will the money be spent? KQED's Laura Clivens has more. A third of the package will be spent on immediate drought relief and water measures. Other investments include zero-emissions vehicles, preparation for communities to deal with sea level rise, and carbon-storing agriculture. Newsom spoke through a cloud of wildfire smoke near thousand-year-old sequoia trees that nearly burned. Our kids are going to inherit a world with eight-degree higher temperatures than they have today. That's the track we're on. That's the inheritance we're leaving to our kids unless we do something radically different. Newsom is directing investment to low-income communities and communities of color, hoping to improve air quality and the unequal heat burdens some of these individuals experience. For the California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. So far, the KNP complex fire has burned more than 36,000 acres and is one of two major blazes making its way through Sequoia National Park. The windy fire burning to the south has burned nearly 50,000 acres. And additional evacuation orders have been issued for the areas surrounding McNally's Lodge in the town of Kernville and Tulare County. More than 3,000 firefighters are battling the two blazes. And following up on our coverage of the threat the wildfires pose to California's iconic sequoias, Valley Public Radio's Sarith Hawk reports that for the most part, the trees have been spared. The edge of the fire has largely moved around the giant forest, and beloved trees there, like the General Sherman, remain safe. The flames touched a few sequoias, like the Fort Guardsmen, but Fire Information Officer Mark Garrett says those trees won't suffer much damage. Even if they did, they're totally prepared for it. You know, they've got two plus, two to three foot bark at the base and the lowest branches are 100 feet up, so it can't, the fire can't get into the canopy. 
At another fire burning to the south, fire crews are watching for hot spots along the Trail of 100 Giants. There, fire ignited the top of a sequoia, damaging the famed bench tree. Despite the damage, Garrett says fires are necessary for forests to regenerate growth. It would clear a lot of the forest floor up, making way for new seedlings. An advisor from Yosemite National Park arrived Wednesday to help inspect the damaged trees. For the California Report, I'm Sarith Hawk in Fresno. Meanwhile, in far northern California, a fast-moving wildfire has destroyed at least 25 structures, including several homes in Shasta County. Thousands of people have been forced to evacuate from the Fawn Fire, which has grown to nearly 6,000 acres as it burns northeast of Shasta Lake. Authorities say they believe the fire was intentionally set and have arrested a Palo Alto woman on suspicion of arson. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. And the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And now a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. This week, they take us on a virtual road trip to some of California's best-kept hidden gems. Oh, my God, it's like a cathedral of ferns. (gasps) With these waterfalls cascading down the cliffs. Incredible. California Report Magazine host Sasha Coca starts the show out in Fern Canyon in Humboldt County, a lush canyon where they film part of the movie Jurassic Park. Then we head south and trade natural beauty for something a little more curated. So I was 20 years old and I said, I'm going to make a roadside attraction beauty parlor museum. And so here I am 29 years later and I'm living that dream. That's Jeff Hafler. He runs the Beauty Bubble, a museum and salon in the desert of Joshua Tree. The place is crammed with some 3,000 beauty care artifacts, like curlers and hair dryers, going back over 100 years. They call me America's hair historian now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to do it. And finally, no California road trip would be complete without pulling off the road to eat. This time, it's for lunch in the heart of the Central Valley. Everybody always comes back over and over, and that's the first thing they always say is the chili. Ramona Villa works at Lady Chicken and Rice, a food truck serving up Lao cuisine off Highway 99, where there's almost always a line. Great food, good price, friendly people, awesome. To discover more of California's hidden gems and the perfect dessert to end your journey, tune in to this week's California Report magazine or download the podcast. And that is the California Report for Friday, September 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our director of news is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editors, Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and talk on Monday.
A quick public health update before local entertainment news. Nevada County records 21 new COVID-19 cases today, bringing the new total to 8,283. Currently, 642 cases are active. 23 people are hospitalized locally with COVID-19. Everyone 12 and older in Nevada County is now eligible to receive the vaccine. This reported by the Union of Grass Valley. Now for local entertainment news, congratulations, you survived the week. If you feel so inclined, celebrate by taking the edge off with a beverage while enjoying some live local music. Dave and the Cool Beans, featuring Sue Legate, perform this evening from 7 to 10 at Golden Era in downtown Nevada City. They promise an evening of Janis Joplin covers on the outdoor patio. Saturday evening, the Miners Foundry hosts Comedy Night. There will be two shows with local comedians performing at 6 p.m. and again at 8.30. Comedy Night at the Miners Foundry is co-produced by Trevor Wade and Michaela King of The Bunker, a Nevada County stand-up comedy coalition dedicated to bringing laughter and joy while hunkering down together in joyless times. Jory Phillips of WhimsyCore, a video and entertainment production company based in Nevada County, also co-produces the event. Old Republic Brewery's former space behind Nevada City SBD will once again be filled with pints and kegs. Ryeball Brewing, the joint venture of Ray Van Lenten and Ryan Cano, is hoping to open this winter. Van Lenten says the new brewery's theme takes influence from the two founders' predilection for heavy metal music a genre he says is absent from existing local bars and breweries. The pair intend for the space to be a venue for live music, karaoke, and, in an ode to its namesake, open mic comedy. This from the Union of Grass Valley. And now for regional weather and your air quality index. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 61. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 84. Sunday will be partly sunny with a high near 79. It looks like good air quality across the board for Grass Valley and Nevada City this weekend. Today's AQI is 38. Tomorrow, a potential AQI of 40, and Sunday's AQI is 24. All considered in the good air quality range. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 76. Sunday, widespread haze, then sunny, with a high near 73. Current air quality is good, with an AQI of 31. Tomorrow will be moderate, with a potential AQI of 61. Sunday returns to good, with a potential AQI of 29. The National Weather Service in Reno warns of a fire weather watch for the Truckee Tahoe region, in effect from Monday afternoon through Monday evening due to gusty winds and low humidity. And for our friends to the south in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly clear with a low around 59. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 88. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. The current air quality for the region is unhealthy with an AQI of 160. Tomorrow, good with a potential AQI of 33. Sunday, good as well with a potential AQI of 20. Felton Pruitt closes out our newscast, speaking to musician Cyrus Clark about the release of his new album, The Space Tractor Sessions. We're talking with Cyrus Clark, former member of the Acousticats and the Cache Valley Drifters, who has just released a new album called The Space Tractor Sessions. 
Cyrus, I haven't talked with you in years. I know you were living out in Hawaii. Welcome back to California. Hey, thank you. It's great to be back, and it's good to hear your voice, Paul. So let's talk about the Space Tractor Sessions, a new album. Yeah, you know, this was a funny thing. I have a large collection and archive, and I was rummaging around and found this CD that my buddy and I had created years ago. His name is Robinson Eikenberry, and he's actually passed on, so we always give him blessings for him and his family. But he and I worked together through several CDs, and this just happened to be a disc of a mix that he did of a bunch of my songs. A bunch of them were unreleased, and it was his mix, his sequence. And I listened to it, and I, th- I couldn't believe how beautiful it sounded to me. So I listened to the whole thing all the way through. And and I just decided to put it out. And he called his studio Space Tractor Studios. So that's why it's the Space Tractor Sessions. Well, now, I recognize some of the songs on here as songs from the Cyrus Clark Band. And then uh, it's like Uncle John's Band. I don't remember you ever doing that. Is that on an old album? It might be. There's been a lot of them. I'm not sure. I've been doing the song for a while, though, and also in several different keys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just like the dead used older. to just like the dead used now, to you know one of my one of my um the hugest goals in life uh i don't know if i'm gonna be on but i'm halfway there I, it's just a weird thing that i've always wanted to do i've always wanted to record all of the songs on working man's dead so we've got cumberland blues direwolf uncle john's band and there's another one we've done too so we're almost there new speedway boogie you mentioned Cumberland Blues. That was how I first came to know your music way back in the early KFAT days. I got an album by the Cash Valley Drifters, and it had yeah. Cumberland Blues on it. Yeah, those were good days. <laughs> you know, that was a song that David West and I met in a hotel on the beach in Santa Barbara in 1972. He and his buddy were playing three nights a week. Me and my buddy were playing the other three, and then... Annabelle, Bob, and Michael were playing on Sunday. So I walked in one night when David was playing because I had nothing to do. And as it turned out, his partner was not there that night. So he invited me up on stage. I played the whole night with him, and we were together ever since. It was just amazing. But one of the first songs that we wanted to work out was Cumberland Blues. and we <laughs> I can't believe this, but we actually used to do it with just the two of us. I think we wore the grooves out of it at KFAT in the old days uh, for the Cash Valley well, Drifters version. Well, you're going to love this because I have a new band that I'm working on right now. We're, we're still in the infancy stages uh, called the Satterleys, and uh, we're doing Cumberland Blues. Excellent. Yeah, it is excellent. <laughs> so are we going to get a new record from the Satterleys at some point? Uh, yeah, Probably. Um, you said that with so much enthusiasm. What we're focused on right now is trying to produce a decent video or two or three or four or five. You know, we're, uh, we've been rehearsing for several months, and we actually we had to rehearse the band in pieces. You know, like I, re- I rehearsed with two guys in Ohio and the other two people in Santa Barbara. And just recently, in the past couple of weeks, we've been able to uh, rehearse as a whole band and play a couple gigs as a whole band. So, uh, I, you know... It's so infant right now, but I can tell you this. If we do any work in the studio, Cumberland Blues will be be on the list. Well, you know, it's to me, it's one of the great masterpieces of Americana. Actually, it is one of the greater songs. 
We're talking with Cyrus Clark. He's got a new album out called The Space Tractor Sessions. For our listeners here on KVMR, Cyrus, people will recognize your name immediately because you wrote a song that Kate Wolf did. Uh, you wrote Telluride. I did. I wrote it with my buddy David West. I was just uh, explaining to a good friend of mine that we we wrote that song high above the Russian River in Monterio. Um, gosh, almost 50 years ago. Unbelievable. And uh, that's right about when we met Kate and started hanging out with her. And she, uh, you know, Kate was a beautiful, we all know this. She is one of the most beautiful spirits I've ever met. And her music and her life and her vibe and her family are some of the most precious things in my life, just because on a deeply personal level. But the, um, the thing about Kate is that she just had a way with, you know, with people. And for some strange reason, she, you know, recorded several of my songs. And I've always felt a kinship with her because we, we would talk songwriting occasionally. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you this quick little story. I wrote a song called Sunrise on the Radio. It's actually the title of my first solo album. And uh, it's meant to be about Kate's music. That's, that's the way I look at her music. It's, it's like a sunrise that occurs on the radio. And part of the song is, you know, in the Drifters, we would open for her quite a lot. And Kate had a really hard, this is before guitar tuners. She just, you know, would get kind of excited and, you know, and would have a hard time getting her guitar totally in tune. So the job, you know, before she went on stage, so the job fell to one of us. And, you know, she went through all the drifters. And finally, the other guys didn't want to do it anymore. And I ended up doing it. <laughs> but it provided some of those beautiful moments in our lives together. Because during those times, I, Kate is standing in front of me. I'm tuning her guitar. And one time we talked about how important it was for children to be heard when they're singing. And it was just a, a, such a cake conversation. And another time we were doing it, we, were, we, we just remarked to each other how beautiful the guitar is and how pretty much our favorite kind of guitar is a Spanish guitar under the moonlight on a California evening. And I was able to write those moments into the song. And... Uh, I tell you what, it's just, it still just pulls my heart. One of my favorite experiences at a festival was at the Kate Wolf Festival probably 20 years ago. And Greg Brown was playing with Nina Gerber. And I was walking with you up to the stage or the backstage area. And you saw Greg and you saw Nina. And you went running up and you grabbed neither one of them. You grabbed the guitar that Nina had because it was Kate's <laughs> guitar. And you started it was that hugging guitar. And you started hugging Kate's guitar. <laughs> That's right. That's the one I had to tune. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that guitar again someday. <laughs> well, you know, Greg wrote a song about it like the next day or something, and it's called Kate's Guitar. It's a beautiful... Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, you have to look that up. And, and Nina still plays it. Nina still has it. Yeah, no, it, it's, it was, it's an incredible instrument. I mean, I can't remember who made it for her. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a really sweet, sweet guitar. As a matter of fact, I have a guitar now that I'm playing that's similar. I, I've gotten out of playing uh, Dreadnought guitars, and I now have a a Martin orchestra model that's, uh, I guess, I fell in love with the with Koa when I was living on the island of Maui. So I have a Koa guitar. 
It's always been great to uh, see you play in whatever bands you are. I mean, over the years, many of our listeners remember the Cache Valley Drifters and then all your stuff with the Acoustic Cats, especially up at Strawberry, was pretty magical. Thank you. Some great moments. So, Cyrus, what's going on for the rest of 2021? Will we get to see your band up in Northern California at any time? I, I, I don't think this year. Uh, we're going to be spending the rest of the year just working on the band. And uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to do a, to do a festival. Or we'd, we'd love to play it. You know, Strawberry or something or Kate's Festival. That would be wonderful. I understand they're having their last one next year. So hopefully, you know, maybe we'll be, be able to you know, do some playing there. This is, I uh, always thought to myself, I, you know, probably have one more band in me. And uh, these are folks that I've been playing with for, for the last 20 years or so. We love this band. Our groove is to create mesmerizing music from the beautiful place called California. And we call our music California Americana. We just pretty much do songs from this part of the world is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> well, I know you were telling me that uh, you wrote this song called California Republic years ago that was uh, with the Acousticats, yeah. and you said you, you went to your local assemblyman or something trying to get it as the state song? <laughs> yeah, Jack O'Connell, yeah, it did, didn't really work out. We are redoing the song in the Satterleys, and one of the cool things about the redo is we're able to you know, the song's all about the state, right? But one of the things that we were never able to put across in the original version was the ocean, the, the sea, the, the coast. So we're trying to emulate some musical ideas that create that feeling. Well, I have full confidence that you will achieve that. <laughs> Thank you. We've been talking with Cyrus Clark, our old buddy from the Acousticats and the Cash Valley Drifters. His new album is called The Space Tractor Sessions. How do people find out more information about all your works, Cyrus? We're all over Apple Music and the usual social media sort of outlets that uh, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. I think that's probably the best best way to, to track us down is is on the internet. And we don't really have a storefront, although we do have CDs. It's weird. We saw them at gigs, I guess. I see a website listed here. Yeah, I do have a website. CyrusClark.com is a great place. Um, Spell you know, that. We have several of our, of our CDs are on herenow.com, so that's a good way to do it. And then also, I just want to put a shout out for my, for my old group, The Drifters, because I've been negotiating with the people that hold the rights to our Three Flying Fish albums. I've actually already gone ahead and remastered them, and they're ready to go. But we're negotiating uh, with Craft Recordings to get that out online. And then I found, you know, I was telling you, I, I rummaged through my drawers occasionally. And I actually found a recording of the Drifters playing uh, in McCabe's uh, in 1979. And so we have put that out. Uh, by the way, the name of, my, um, name of my label is Ranch Recording. And uh, Ranch Recording has put that CD out, and it's called Vintage Drifter. And it is a killer. Um, mainly because it's got all the great Drifter stuff. But there are two unreleased songs on there, and one of them is Limehouse Blues. It's, it's pretty damn good. We've been talking with Cyrus Clark. Cyrus, spell your name for the website. C-Y-R-U-S-C-L-A-R-K-E.com. RanchRecording.com will bring you right into the same spot. And, uh, you know, folks, please feel free to send an email, say howdy. Uh, we would love to hear from you, and we, 
you know, if you have any music you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it because we're all about music from California. That's Cyrus Clark, friends. Thanks for talking with us. All right. Thank you, brother. That's our newscast for this Friday, September 24th. KVMR gets support from The Pizza Joint, offering New York-style pizzas by the slice or pie, cheese or meatball manicotti, and more. Open daily, takeout or curbside pickup for social distancing. Commercial Street, Nevada City. ThePizzaJointNC.com And The Nevada City Farmer's Market, every Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Union Alley through November. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, and live music. EBT accepted, ncfarmersmarket.org. Up ahead at 6.30, we have the California Report magazine. Stick around if you want to discover some of California's best kept secrets, as tonight's report road trips to some of the state's hidden gems. Treat your ears to this virtual exploration of the Golden State. Then at 7, we have Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director, Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.